Hello again and welcome to another podcast in our series 168 Things. This is me, Paul KitKat. I'm on my own today. Chalice is in her soon-to-be-demolished house, uh, but she's entrusted me with today's episode because this is all about how to be creative. Brackets, even in a pandemic. So it's a topic that uh, she feels I'm qualified to speak about all on my own. Thank you, Chalice. Now, we together have run courses on creativity and how to be creative, and I'm not going to attempt in a single podcast to replicate the whole course. It takes the best part of a day, at least, and even then, uh, it would be a hell of a claim to say that you've made people, turned people into creatives in just the space of a single day. But nevertheless, there are some things that you can do if you are creatively minded, if you're in a creative business, or if you make a living by being creative, there are things that you can do to stimulate that creativity in yourself and in others. I'm going to start this podcast with a quotation from The House at Pooh Corner by A.A. Milne. And I'm doing that because, well, The House at Pooh Corner obviously uh, features Winnie the Pooh, and Winnie the Pooh in many ways is the archetypal creative. And in the quotation that I'm going to come to in a second, he's talking to Rabbit. Rabbit is a very busy, anxious sort of a character. And in the, in, in the section immediately preceding this quote, he has encountered Pooh walking along singing a song. And Rabbit is impressed by the song. And he says, Did you make that song up? Well, I sort of made it up, said Pooh. It isn't brain. But it comes to me sometimes. Ah, said Rabbit who never let things come to him, but always went and fetched them. That's the quotation. Now, you may be worried about the way the pandemic has changed the way that you work. A lot of people are. Um, There are articles in the press all the time at the moment about the future of the office and how hard it is to be creative when you're working from home interruptions, distractions, other things to attend to. We've all had that to deal with. And I'm guessing that when lockdown started, our homes were probably not set up particularly well to be offices. Mine certainly wasn't. Um, Things have improved over the months that we've been in lockdown. So the uh, home office has got better, but it's still not obvious how you can achieve all the things that you need to. And hence the worry. And it's particularly an issue, I think, for creative people. And it's an issue because we've been told for many years that you need things like brainstorms and open plan offices to stimulate your creativity. Now, I think that we believe this because it calms our inner rabbit. We have deadlines, and we have clients, and we have colleagues to please. And so we feel like we have to go and fetch ideas, like rabbit. And we think, well, a brainstorm might help. So we arrange one. Or we think maybe we'll bump into inspiration by the coffee machine. The trouble is that research has shown that brainstorms, for example, don't work. And you may have had this same experience. They're great for extroverts. They're a lot of fun. But they're excruciating for quieter, shy people. And for anyone who may feel unconfident, like newer colleagues coming into the... uh, into the business. 
and very often for women too, particularly if there are braying, confident men involved in the brainstorm. I once worked with a supremely talented woman whose name brilliantly was Lizzie Crystal, and she would dutifully turn up at brainstorms and sit in silence for the hour or so required. And then at the end, on her way out, she would pass me a small note on which she had written a single idea. And not always, but very often, it was brilliant. Um, I decided to dispense with brainstorms, at least until I'd asked her to have a think about whatever the problem was. And it turns out the research supports that approach. It, it shows that the best thing to do is to actually brief people, give them all the relevant information, and let them think about it alone, or in pairs, or small groups, as they wish, and then come together when the inspiration has struck, or, as Pooh says, when ideas have come to at least some of the people you've briefed, and then you can all get together and discuss them and compare them, and it's a much more productive way about doing things, even for shy people. But wait, you say, surely... What we need is the serendipity of open plan offices where we bump into other people and spark ideas. Uh, Well, no, we don't. Again, this has been researched and it shows that people feel less free to talk and more inhibited in an office where anyone passing by might overhear them. The boss, for example, walking behind them. This is not conducive to free-flowing creative thinking and more likely... It results in a room full of people wearing headphones and staring at screens, and that is why most modern offices have come to look very much like call centres. Anyway, the real reason for open plan offices is nothing to do with creativity. That was the sales pitch, also known as snake oil. The truth is they're cheaper. You can pack in more people per square foot, just like a battery chicken farm. You can flood the floor with desks. I don't think ideas come easily in such an environment. I think offices are, on the whole, the worst places to try to have ideas. In fact, the whole business of trying is the mistake, as Pooh says. Do you remember Archimedes? I don't mean in person. He died a very long time ago. But the story of Archimedes, who was uh, an ancient Greek. I'm sure he didn't call himself ancient. But that's how we would describe him now. He's the man who's famous for running down the street, naked, shouting, Eureka! Now, he hadn't been attending a brainstorm in the nude, I can assure you, and nor did inspiration find him sitting at a desk. In fact, very unlikely that he even had such a thing as a desk. No, inspiration came to him in the bath. Have you heard of Mendeleev, a not-so-ancient Russian? He is the man who discovered or described for the first time the periodic table of elements. And he said it came to him in a dream, in his sleep. He'd been working on it, he'd been briefed, in effect, for many years, but the whole thing appeared in a dream and he wrote it down when he woke up. He drew it out, he tested it, and it was correct. And he was so confident in it, by the way, that he left gaps for elements that had yet to be discovered. Um, and they in due course showed up and filled the spots he'd left for them. That's how good it was. So that was Mendeleev. Um, Another person not from the traditional creative industry is the French mathematician Poincaré. He believed 
that logic limits ideas, and instead he favoured walking, which he felt made the ideas fixed in his head move around and bump into each other, sparking new ones. So bathing, dreaming, walking, all these things are available at home. Uh, And they've probably never been available in the office unless he had a very enlightened boss. But you need more. Whenever I've run courses on creative thinking, I've been able to send people out onto the streets of London and told them to wander. In a city like London, you will find all kinds of things to stimulate your imagination and to stimulate your intellect and your sense of wonder. All you actually need to take with you is a sense of, well, your curiosity. You've got to be open, you've got to absorb, and your inner poo will respond. It's not brain, as he says. It's not what the poet Keats called the irritable reaching after fact and reason, like rabbit. It's allowing your mind to play with whatever it finds fascinating. And now, in this state of affairs that we find ourselves in, we can't, I can't shoo you out into the hubbub of the universe, which is the way London was described by a great genius, the photographer Leah Gordon, the hubbub of the universe. You can... You can't really go out and you can walk there and you will find things to inspire you, but it's harder when every door is closed and in any way you're not really supposed to be out for very long. Such are the rules. So we have to think about it. We have to be lateral about this. What is it about walking that stimulates ideas? So when Poincaré said that ideas bang into each other and knock into each other in your head, he wasn't necessarily that far from the truth. Simply moving does something to the brain. And it turns out that the very existence of a brain in an animal is connected with movement. Animals that don't move cease to have brains. The male anglerfish, which lives in the very deep ocean, has a brain when it's swimming around free. When it finds a female, it attaches itself to her and it never moves again he becomes just a kind of adjunct to the female and his brain withers away along with most of the rest of him. And this is because movement needs brains and brains need movement. The two go together. Now, I'm talking about brain, but hang on a second. Didn't Pooh say it's not brain? And of course, he was famously a bear of very little brain. Well, he did say it's not brain, but with all due respect to him, we should refine this to say... What we're looking for is not brain in its usual mode. It's brain wandering, encountering, and if I may put it so, feeding. So now, in lockdown, you're going to have to wander in your own home. So, are there books in your home? Go and find the ones that have dust on them. The ones, perhaps, that someone else bought. The ones about subjects you've never given much thought to. Open them. Look inside. What about newspapers? Is there one you particularly like to read? Probably online, I'm guessing. That's that's the modern way. Um, but see if you can find one that doesn't share your views. Or one from another country, even better. Did you know that you can read the Lagos Times or the South China Morning Post online, for example? You will see a very different set of priorities, a very different approach to what we consider to be news. And not only that, but the ads suddenly are interesting and illuminating. They tell you an awful lot about the cultures that produce those particular newspapers. 
It's a revelation. And then there's the radio. You probably have a favourite radio station. Well, try a different one. Ditto with the TV. There are there are now thousands of TV options, as we all know. And podcasts like this and hundreds of others. They do exist. And, of course, music streaming. I don't need to go on. What I'm pointing out is that all this stuff is available. But what we've got to avoid is going to the usual places, the your usual places. Habits are the enemy here. You've got to turn down a new, unknown mental side street. You have to step out of your habits. That way, you will find exciting new things that will stimulate your creativity. You may not like everything that you find, but go with it. Explore it. Wander. Encounter. And feed. And then you can go for a walk. Or you can take a bath. Or you can have a nap. Because you're at home. You can do it. And then when the pandemic is over, the office may beckon once again. But, remember, it's not full of ideas waiting to be discovered. It never was. All the ideas that you need are out in the world. And that's where you should be too. You have to be poo, not rabbit. And those ideas will find you. So, there you go. That's that's a start on how to be more creative, even in a pandemic. There's a lot more we can say about this subject, and we'll come back to it in future podcasts too. Um, I hope you've enjoyed hearing about it. We're going to go on talking about creative themes over the next few episodes. We're going to talk about copywriting, and we're going to have some guests on to talk about that. I'm looking forward to it very much. Um, I, when I say copywriting, I mean we're going to talk about writing in business, in commerce, uh, and just writing. So it's something we all have to do, not just those of us that are employed as writers. Um, Everyone has to write now. Uh, You may have noticed that over recent years, writing has become... uh, There's writing everywhere. That sounds ridiculous. I'm going to talk more about it in the next podcast. Um, Anyway, I'm rambling. I'll stop. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, please give us a rating. Please recommend us to your friends. Please help us find more people who you might who you think might benefit from listening or enjoy listening. Thanks for your time and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.